102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is The Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, do so. It's at Jeff Ward Show. You can also post your comments there. If you do, don't suck. Make the show better if you can. That's your objective for the day. Plenty for you. Uh, Get straight to the point. Be snarky. Be mean-spirited. Whatever you like to do, just make the show better. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out the podcast as well. Jeff Ward Show podcast. Subscribe to it. It is available wherever you download your podcasts. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We post that each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show is on YouTube. Even though I look like Shrek and sit in front of a weird wall, it uh, seems to be doing pretty well. There's a Jerry Jones angle to a lot of what I'm about to say, almost everything of what I'm about to say. And, you know, there's an interesting interview. I guess it's interesting. It's, it should get you thinking, at the very least. Interview with Jerry Jones. And let me start by saying this. You can agree or disagree. I don't think it's that far off. I think the best coaches in the NFL today are in no particular order. I'm just going to say them sort of off the top of my head. Uh, This is not any kind of order. Uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, Sean Payton in Denver, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, Sean McVay with the Rams, and Bill Belichick in New England. We are going to add him, aren't we? I mean, surely we could do that. I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to add Bill Belichick to this list. Now, He's on the list. He has to be on the list. I know this year is a mess, but D'Amico Ryans of the Texans may get there. Uh, Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins may get there. There's, you know, there's a couple of the young coaches that I think, you know, eventually. But this is a list that I think these are people with staying power. These are coaches that have proven themselves over time, and I, I don't really think there's that much of an argument. Question: How many really good coaches? Among the best in the game. How many have been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys while Jerry Jones has owned the team? Were anybody at any time you could say the best coaches or the best coach in the game, one of them, has worked for Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones has owned the Dallas Cowboys for about, what is it now, 36 years? Tom Landry, before you scream it out, Tom Landry never coached under Jerry Jones. He got fired by Jerry Jones. Now, granted, Tom Landry is 1-15 his final year and all that stuff, but you, you, can't, you can't automatically say Tom Landry, who would, of course, belong on the list. How many would, how many of, of any of these guys would you put on this list? How many of them would you think would coach for Jerry Jones? Jimmy Johnson is a Hall of Famer. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells both had time, obviously, as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Both are Hall of Famers, and both didn't last. Now, let's be clear about this. Jimmy Johnson bailed after five years and two and a half championships. Some would like to say three, but I'll be generous and say two and a half championships in five years. Super Bowls in five years. If you want to go ahead and round up, he has three Super Bowls 
in five years. Bill Parcells lasted three seasons and had, I think, one playoff win. So I'm betting that Dave Campo doesn't make your lists as best coaches in the game at their time. Okay? I'm going to bet that Dave Campo, you don't even know who that is. Dave Campo doesn't make your list. I'm going to bet that Chan Gailey, you don't know who that is either. Chan Gailey didn't make your list. Jason Garrett didn't make your list. Wade Phillips didn't make your list. I'm also, this is a stretch, I'm also going to say at no time did Barry Switzer make your NFL list. And I'm going to doubt that any of you, I didn't list Mike McCarthy among the best coaches today. If you want to argue, I guess go ahead. I doubt that Mike McCarthy makes your list. So why are you bringing it up, Jeff? Well, I'm going to bring it up because he's talking about it. And the more he talked about coaches, what he sees in coaches, and what he saw in Jimmy Johnson, which I don't, you can't hold it against Jerry Jones, that he hired Jimmy Johnson. It worked. I mean, three Super Bowls in five, five and a half seasons is a pretty good run. And, and Jerry Jones is talking about how what he saw in Jimmy Johnson. And look, I, I've said many times, I would not hire a guy from college at the NFL again. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go there now for sure. But it worked. It worked. So there's a few interesting clips. I, I don't even know why this one makes me laugh, but I'm, like, I'm doing some research on Bill Parcells and how that went down and what did that sound like when Bill Parcells was hired? Because I remember, if you're going to yell out, nobody with a big personality and big ego would coach for, for, for Jerry Jones. Bill Parcells did. It wasn't hugely successful. It wasn't a dumpster fire. It was just three years of meh. And the announcement, of course, sounded just like when he announced Bill Parcells, sounded just like every other coach. This is a funny Sports Center from years ago now, Sports Center lead in to the hiring of Bill Parcells. Jimmy Johnson is today the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a great day for the Cowboys. I feel very confident that the continuity can be kept in place and be motivated with the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Barry Switzer. Please welcome Chan Gailey, the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. No doubt in my mind that the best man to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys was right here a member of our organization for the last 11 years. I want to introduce Bill Parcells, new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, that is outstanding. Hey, John, I got goosebumps on that, ha didn't you? No, I'm all right with it. All right, well, Cowboy fans, what about them? They no longer have to crave tuna. <laughs> Why? Because it's now the main course in Dallas. Hi, welcome to Sports Center. That is John Anderson, yes. and I'm Linda Cohn. You know, it was kind of funny the setup. I mean, it goes on. I mean, there's, there's Bill, Dave Campo was one of them. Dave, <laughs> and all these setups, and then the Switzer thing. Um, like I always, uh, I will tell you this much. I think Barry Switzer is a better football guy than people give him credit for. I do. I, um, but he will forever be viewed as the person that inherited a Super Bowl team that probably didn't even need a head coach, and that's why I said in Jimmy Johnson's time as a Cowboys coach, he won at least two and a half championships. Okay, so the point of all this is, would any of the people I listed earlier, Shanahan, Peyton, 
Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, McVay, uh, maybe Belichick would. Um, would any of them, with any of the people that I've listed that I think are the best coaches in the game today, would any of them coach in Dallas? I assume some of them would. Would they not work, any of them not work for Jerry Jones, or would Jones not pick any of them? I think it's a pretty interesting way to look at it. Are you sure that they're all going to say no to Jerry Jones, or maybe it's been more of a preference of someone like Chan Gailey or Dave Campo versus a Sean McVay or a Mike Tomlin or a, or a Sean Payton? Maybe it's Jones that wouldn't pick them. Because I don't always believe, you know, this had been said for a long time that once Jimmy Johnson walked out the door after they had their drama, the people have said that, well, nobody with a personality would work for Jerry Jones. I'm wondering if it doesn't go the other way. I'm wondering if he doesn't pick someone. If it's not about him. They're not turning him down. He's not asking them to work there. So it's, uh, now, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are too old. So, I mean, that's... That's not going to happen. Uh, the rest of those guys are in their prime. Some of them, I, maybe even Mike Tomlin, could be available soon. I don't think there's any chance he'd hire him. I didn't say Mike Tomlin wouldn't work for Jerry Jones. I don't think Jerry Jones would offer them the job. I don't. Um, they, are giant, they are giant personalities, but they're pretty big personalities, pretty demanding people, all of them. Successful, no doubt. Um, if you say Jerry Jones wouldn't hire any of them, is that because he doesn't get it, the football part? Or is it because he wants someone less demanding with a smaller personality? And I say it's probably a combination of both. The man has the money. He cares. You can't say he doesn't care. No way. That's not a fair indictment of Jerry Jones. The guy desperately wants to win. Maybe too much. So why has he had so few successful coaches? You're not going to put Mike. Mike, you're not going to put uh, mumbling Mike McCarthy on your list. You're not. I bet you don't. Why so few? In almost 36 years of owning a franchise worth now 11 billion dollars, he said two. Two. Really, the Parcells run was completely nondescript. It didn't do anything. The owner of the Ravens, who nobody even knows who it is, software guy. The owner of the Ravens has had nothing, virtually nothing but successful coaches. For more than Jerry, for more than 35 years, 36 years, Jerry Jones has had sort of two. I mean, unless you want to call Jason Garrett highly successful, he's had one and a half. I mean, Parcells wasn't, but that's it in 36 years. Now, why is that? All right, so your takeaway, this is why I bring it up, because it was, um, I don't know, I found it... I know he's irritated with it, constantly bringing up Jimmy Johnson. The reason why people always bring up Jimmy Johnson, one, Jimmy Johnson is still famous, but number two, there just hasn't been any good coaches. There hasn't been anybody, hasn't been anybody that gets in the way. There hasn't been anybody to say, oh, you got that guy too. You got that guy and that guy. No, you got Dave Campo and Chan Gailey and Wade Phillips. That's why people talk about Jimmy Johnson, because there's nobody in between for 36 years. All right, so what do you take away from this interview with Joe Buck? He, uh, is he, he's not clueless about football. He makes that argument. He saw it in Jimmy Johnson. 
he did say to himself, I mean, I, did he? Did he ever just consciously or publicly say, I'm never going to hire anybody like that guy again. I'm never going to hire a big personality like Jimmy Johnson again. No way I'm never going there again because it sure looks like that's the position he took. He's not hired anyone like that again. Look at the history. Nobody, except Parcells, nobody even remotely similar to Jimmy Johnson. Is it fair to say that when you guys were at Arkansas, you saw something in Jimmy, whether he was your best friend or just teammate, or that told you that he'd be a great head coach? I did want him to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but I wanted him to be because I was fixing to empty my bucket. I was fixing to give any and everything that I'd ever stood for, for what that's worth. And I wanted to empty the bucket. I told him, and we talked about the story of what if we went down to Dallas? And what if we went down there and things turned around and we were a part of a team that was turning around at the same time the economy, because Dallas was on its ass. I'm telling you, it was down and out. And so what if all of a sudden the economy started coming back? People started getting jobs. People perked up. And all of a sudden good things started to happen. We could be identified with that kind of success. And we both believed that story. And we, uh, uh, that was all there was to it. There was no other agenda. There was nothing else to uh, be involved. Uh, there was no him or me. It was about how were we going to get the job done. Uh, to make another point, we won only one football game our first year. Out of 16, we won one football game. That's how well we played. That's how well we were coached. That's how many games we won. And we had uh, my great friend and great player, Troy Aikmack, we won one football game. I don't know what he's trying to say. Except it seems plainly obvious he won't hire anybody like that again. I, I, gave, I gave you a list of present day, what I think are present day very successful coaches who have t time and success on their side. Okay? Uh, not one of them. I, I, I don't think he would consider them. Obviously, he won't consider people like that because he hasn't done it in what's now 30-something years? Um, yeah, yeah. Worked. I mean, it's not like Jimmy Johnson was a nobody at the time. My gosh, he was on an incredible run at Miami. Was churning out pro players. You know, the Jimmy Johnson buildup to his time at Dallas, I, I'm not quite sure people fully appreciate. I mean, it was ridiculously successful. Oklahoma State was completely nondescript and didn't matter. All of a sudden, Oklahoma State is winning. He goes to Miami. When Miami had just, I guess they were, what, two years removed from a national championship, they had started kind of an upward swing. He goes there, and it is on steroids, man. And it's an NFL team. It's uh, When I say comparing college football to pro football, college football, pro, teams can get away, blue bloods can get away with a, a game that goes east and west. In other words, most of the games they play a Texas or an Oklahoma, your talent is going to be far better than eight of the 12 people you play. So you can do quirky stuff. In the NFL, you can't throw it sideways because the guy tackling your guy is just as good. You have to go north-south. But if you go back and look at the days of those Miami teams, it looked like a pro team. They played like a pro team. They went. They were direct. And you had a quarterback like it. So it was, it was, a, it was a pretty, pretty pro football-like template.
And then they, you know, knew enough about trades and deals and, you know, they made it happen. But then there's no way you can stand back and think about his comments about Jimmy Johnson and think, wait a second, in 36 years, you haven't hired anybody anywhere close to that, anybody like that. You've done just the opposite. Now, I don't know if it's because the coaches I mentioned wouldn't go there. I don't think so. Or he's just not going to do it. I mean, I do think there's something to that. I don't think I'm being outrageous saying, I don't know that he goes there. He wants to win, but I don't know that a Sean Payton and Jerry, I don't know that Jerry Jones would do it. Because he hasn't. He hasn't. He sort of tried. And it didn't work. Um, and, and, and he never, he's nonsensical. I know he's old. I know he's old. But this, he's asked, what did you see in Jimmy Johnson? And instead of answering it, he said, I was going to empty my bucket. I don't even know what that means, except he bought the Cowboys for 180 million bucks. And I assume he didn't have 180 million bucks. So he took the risk. Got it. Fine. But never once did he stop to explain, yeah, I'm glad you asked me that. Here are the five things I saw in Jimmy Johnson that I was looking for. Here are the five things I look for in a coach. He didn't say that. In fact, he didn't answer that directly at all, which tells me you throw out any of the names that I gave you earlier, the best coaches in the game today, all in their prime, except for Belichick and Pete Carroll. All in their prime. These are not old guys. If Mike Tomlin were out in a month, and he might be, I don't think Jimmy. I don't think Jerry Jones would hire him. I don't, and I think that'd be a huge mistake. But I don't, because we have plenty of evidence that he wouldn't. But Jeff, he's got mumbling Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he does. He does exactly. That's my point. All right, five one two eight three four ten twenty seven on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It is at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward weekdays on one hundred two point seven ESPN. Better like that, kid. On Twitter or X or whatever it's called, at Jeff Ward Show. At Jeff Ward Show. How about D'Amico Ryans? He's doing a great job with the Texans. Hey, how about you listen? I mentioned D'Amico Ryans. I said, we're this whole list of what I think are the best coaches in the game today. They included Bill Belichick, obviously. And then I said, then you've got some guys that are just starting out, that are off to a great start, that I just didn't think I could put in that list of uber-successful coaches. And D'Amico Ryans and Mike McDaniel at Miami would be one of those. There's a, there's a couple of other guys that are, that are young guys that are doing some really good things with mediocre franchises, in some cases with no quarterbacks they are doing it. So I did mention D'Amico Ryans. Um, the po- surely you got the point of all that. Note, notice how all these people have come and gone. Or how about come and stayed... And then you look at the list under Jerry Jones. I just, it's not a coincidence. And then I listened to the interview with with Joe Buck. And then he was asked very directly what specific things he saw in Jimmy Johnson. He didn't answer that at all. He didn't. And I don't think in terms of owners, he might know as much or more football as any owner in the game. I have no idea if the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, who you never see or hear from, 
He must know something because he keeps hiring people that really are successful. So it's not a matter of him knowing the game or thinking he knows the game. There's something to why he has Chan Gailey and Dave Campo and Barry Switzer and Wade Phillips and not Sean McVay or Sean Payton or Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh. There's, there's something to that. It's a legitimate criticism after 36 years. You got two. One walked out the door in a tiff. The other one kind of mailed it in and only worked for you for three years and he was over and he won one playoff game. So put that in perspective. Uh, I just, because I don't know what's going to happen now. I bring all this up because I've already said, dating back to July, if Dallas does not play in the NFC Championship game, then Mike, whoever the head coach is, should be gone. Got it? He happens to be named Mike McCarthy. I call him mumbling Mike. Mike, you're done. I don't care who the coach is. You have that team, that talent, at this time, in this price range, you should play for an NFC Championship game, or else it's on you, man. You got to pay the price. All right, we ready to do some buy or sell? No? What is said use? Like dial up or something on his internet connection? I'm starting to think that Cedric Golden uses dial up. Like, uh, what is he on? Uh, CompuServe? Is he, he's on AOL. <laughs> what, is, what is it, man? I keep waiting to hear that, uh, that sound. That, remember those days? You hear the thing dialing up? Uh, you'll appreciate this, everyone. I have no idea why college bowl games exist other than they are tax write-offs. Yeah. The price for a ticket, you ready for this? This is from Yahoo Sports. These are some of the bowl games happening right now. Well, there's a reason why coaches like it. One, they get an extra couple of weeks of practice. And two, they like to tell everyone they went to a bowl game as if anyone cares. But financially, I... I other than it being a write-off for these businesses. You accountants correct me, but I think that's still the case. All right, according to StubHub, if you went to the first responder bowl, it cost you $5. Yeah. Oh, if you wanted to go see the Scooter's Coffee Bowl, that's $5.95. Let's see, price tag, uh, what's this one? Oh, by the way... In 1998, there were 23 bowl games. That was probably 20 too much in 1998. In the year 2023, we now have 42 bowl games, of which that is 41 too many. Why? Uh, okay, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. That's, that's an expensive one. That's $32. Okay, so let's see. If you wanted to go to the James, if you want to go to the Armed Forces Bowl, December 23rd at beautiful Eamon Carter Stadium. And why are all the games in Texas? Is it just me? Why are there so many bowl games here? If you wanted to see the Armed Forces Bowl, that's James Madison versus Air Force, that will cost you $6. Uh, big ticket game here. By the way, UTSA ended up winning this game pretty easily. UTSA versus Marshall. That is the Toyota Stadium Bowl in Frisco. No, that's the that's Scooter's Coffee at Toyota Stadium in Frisco. That's a whopping thirty-two bucks. If you wanted to see Texas State play Rice, 
Texas State made a bowl, I guess you could say that. If you wanted to see Texas State play Rice at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Wait, why is the stadium in SMU named after Gerald Ford? Could somebody help me out here for a second? Why is that Gerald J. Ford Stadium? Is that... Is that the Gerald Ford that was the president that played football in Michigan, or we got another Gerald Ford out there? Tell me there's another Gerald Ford, and tell me that SMU doesn't have a football stadium named after the president who played football in Michigan, who replaced Richard Nixon. Help me, please. At the Gerald Ford Stadium on the SMU campus, if you wanted to go see (laughs) Texas State play Rice in the first responder bowl, that's five dollars. A and M and Oklahoma State playing in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That's a whopping seventy. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.